Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Or morning or evening, depending on whenever you're listening. Um, episode 10, we made it to double figures, Podge. Could be a good thing or a bad thing. Could be. Speaking of double figures, though, I'm knocking on that door and I get in there or like the old six aside league. Yep, you're doing all right. Doing all right. Seven four now for the Golden Boot race. Seven for me, four for Podge. I'm more of a an assist man. I put it on oh, the plate. Yeah, yeah. I put it on the plate. Four assists. Oh, everyone best uh, get thinking about that forfeit though, because it could could be a nasty oh, one. Oh yeah, fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> to be fair, what a world I score Wednesday if I do say so myself. Yeah, that that was much needed as well because we were two one up. And yeah. everyone was blowing out their ass. Yeah, it could have gone either way, couldn't it? Is we definitely needed that. And then zing zinger. Right, let's get straight into the joke then. Come on, then. I'm still undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. Unlaughed. What do you call a blind dinosaur? What? A do you think he saw us? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's definitely not. No. Oh, fucking hell. That made me laugh. It's getting worse. I don't know. Depends which way you look at it, really, doesn't it? No, that's getting worse. Let's move on. Move straight on. All right, before we start, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Junior from uh, United Flags. Uh, saw me out of a lovely England flag with the Marty Lee's logo on. Yeah. Um, which I've shared on our Twitter and Instagram, so go check it out. Um, really good quality, very good price. So if you want a flag, give him a shout. He's your guy. I must say it is looking very nice, except the uh, the Leeds badge. But it, apart from that, it's look, looks good. Each to their own. Each to their own. I mean, what a great weekend of football it's been. So many entertaining games, goals galore. Mm. Refs letting things go a bit more, which is always good. Yeah. What we want to see. Um, so we're going to be looking back on this unbelievable weekend of football, uh, discussing the Kane situation, um, and also talking about how much of a difference fans can make being back in the stadiums. And we're also going to be naming and shaming some of the grounds we've been to with shite atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So football is well and truly back. Some of our predictions for the season already look fucked, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, First game, first game. It is the first right. game. It's a marathon. I, I think I already want to, I'm already wanting to play my wild card for fantasy football. I think I, I'm bottom of fantasy already. Yeah, we're both doing pretty shit. It never looks it. good. It's because you want to avoid Man United players and Fernandez. Well, no, I did have Shaw, but I had him on the bench. So I did have one in. But yeah, I didn't have Fernandez and obviously, which everyone else. Is I didn't Fernandez. think about Fernandez once. Yeah, I put my money elsewhere, you know. Like I said, Rodrigo was my hidden gem for the season, but he's fucking. Was he even starting? He, he started, yeah, he came off, he started against Man U. But, oh. Yeah, he didn't play very well. But, you know, I'm hoping he's going to come good. Hoping he's going to come good. All right. Anyway, um, well, I managed to get a little better for the season anyway. So, I went for three teams to win their respective leagues. Yeah. West Brom, Ipswich and Mansfield. Yep. I mean, well, so far, West Brom have won one, drawn one. I think Ipswich have drawn one, lost one, so they're not doing that great after two games. Yep. Mansfield won both their games, though. What was the Mansfield? Mansfield were my tip to be champions. We both had them, I think. Yeah, we both had them. Well, no, nah, you had them to get promoted. I had them as oh, champions. I don't know about that. I- Ipswich, though, they they've had a slow start, but they'll they'll yeah, definitely come good. Come they keep signing. They they've signed another player like the other day. That's another class player. I can't remember his name, but 
He's yeah, too good for League One. That's good information. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Look him up. Look him up. Um, I've been trying to be good recently, to be fair, and not had a bet for a while. You know, got to get the old credit score up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have a little loophole, if you have a Coral Connect card, you can uh, put cash on it to top your card up. It goes straight on your online account. The banks will never know. That's it. Please gamble responsibly. Um, anyway, I went, I went to the bookies for that bet. Uh, it's quite funny, actually. The woman serving me had a bit of a, a bit of a fall, so she had a bit of trouble putting my bet on. It wouldn't like scan through the machine or whatever. So she's trying all the different machines, and the bloke behind her is on the phone. He's like moving the chairs and stuff out out of the way. Um, so she's done the classic like thinking her chair's still there, gone to sit down. <laughs> fucking, he's moving the chair. Yeah. <laughs> so she's gone ass over tit. Fuck me. Smashed her on the back of the wall, and of course there's like a massive scream between us. I'm just like peering over, like, are you okay? Is she alright? She's alright. you always find yourself in these people falling over <laughs> at Wembley as well. Now this, oh, no. I, I've been there as well. I used to work in the bookies, and uh, those chairs are a bloody nightmare. <laughs> fell over a few times stood up to make sure no one saw me and just carried on as normal <laughs> that's the first thing you do you don't care if you're hurt or whatever you just look around yeah and see that. anyway what an opening weekend to the premier league season apart from one result which we won't mention um who were your standout performers just before just quickly the ipswich player was tom carroll oh okay he's All actually right. he's a yeah, former yeah, premier yeah. league player <laughs> anyway yeah standout <laughs> performers so uh I'm just going to name them for now. So Man United, West Ham. Uh, you got to say Watford, to be fair. Yeah, they look quite quite dangerous. And they? then the obvious one is Brentford. Like they, Arsenal just don't have any muscle at all. Have you said Spurs yet? I haven't said Spurs. I, I left that one for you, James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Arsenal just don't have any backbone, muscle, no fight. They were always going to lose that game at home to Bre- away to Brentford. Their first home game in their new stadium with fans. It wasn't even a surprise, was it? It wasn't. They just they, you could just tell they wanted it more. If if even if the Brentford players had half the quality they had, they still would have beaten Arsenal because they had more fight and they wanted to win for the fans. Yeah, it was a bit of a banana skin game for Arsenal, wasn't it? It was probably the they, worst. They, they win possible and it's game. Like, oh, they're just beating a newly promoted side. Oh, they should be doing that anyway. Yeah. They lose and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. But then, but then again, you saw Liverpool. They did a professional job over Norwich. Like that could have easily been a banana skin there. But yeah. Liverpool are infamously famous for just battering Norwich every time they play them. Yeah, so. I do like it. Norwich, they? Yeah, yeah, well, I agree with your sort of sound formers. Um, no draws as well, which was yeah, quite it's a surprise. Quite interesting. I'll be uh, for, for me. I think. Um, Biggest surprise, anyway, was the Tottenham Man City game, and I think that that'd probably be one, of, definitely one of the standout performers. What performance? Without I, Kane, I think, yeah, no one saw that coming. We'll get onto the sort of Kane scenario later on, but what performance? The fans got behind them. Yeah, They're, it was quite like an old school game when the tackles flying in. There's flags. They had flags in oh, the stadium. Did you see that? Flags, plastic. I don't mind it. It's a little bit, bit more. It's different. It's it adds to the atmosphere, I think. Oh, wait, First game wait, back, poxy little flag. Around. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, remember they tried doing that Ellen Road before. They only did it once, and uh, half of them got launched to the linesman. So <laughs> they had to stop doing it. Jesus. Um, also, I think it's worth mentioning West Ham. Like going one 0 down to Newcastle, then two one down to Newcastle in St James's, a packed stadium, and then coming out four yeah. two winners. A good result, that. 
Good West Ham are no joke again this season. I think they're going to be. Yeah, they could be alright. They're going to be up there again. I think Newcastle might struggle. You've got you, some good players like Saint Maximin and um, Wilson. Obviously, good players. They get them going, but it's just they Steve get Bruce, injured mate. and they're fucked. Yeah, and it's just the Steve Bruce aspect. It's just got so many lackluster. Man, like he's not an inspiring manager to play for. Well, I thought we played quite well today. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just with West Ham as well. They only missed out on Champions League by, I think it was two or three points last year. So yeah, they come close. Obviously, without having Lingard, will be mm. a bit of a miss to them. But I guess they're sort of a good team, aren't they? I think keeping Antonio fits the key because he's always in and around. When he's got a good run, he's been he's been class. But it's only unfortunately, yeah, he's had quite a few setbacks of injuries. Yeah, get get a good run for him and then. Yeah, could be on to definitely, definitely one for the fantasy as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about Chelsea? What do you think about Chelsea? Chelsea Palace. I think everyone expected that result, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, you you said you, you thought Palace would be quite good this year, didn't you? You said a bit of your. Uh, I don't think dark so. horses, didn't you? No, I, I swear you that. did. No, nah. who did I say? I swear you said it Palace. was definitely not. You Palace. said they made some really good signings. Yeah, they that. made good yeah. signings. I'd never said they'd nah. I, I knew <laughs> nah. they've got they've got Patrick well, well, Vieira. Nah, I'm I'm against Patrick Vieira because he's uh he's not proven at all. Who did you say your dark horses were then? Oh, I can't remember. No, I don't know. But let's go back to Chelsea because just a little mention for Trevor Chalobah. Not really expected to like even get in the team. Good goal, that. And it was a good goal. And he tweeted like I don't know when it was a did few years ago. Yeah, it's because I think his mum passed away or something, and he tweeted like, "I'll make it one day, I promise." And then, yeah, it's beautiful. Scored that goal, poetry emotion. He's very emotional when he like It's nice to see like a bit of passion and, and it's, see how much it meant, it meant to him. It's nice to see Tinchel or Chelsea in general just starting some of their younger players that have come through the academy. Like they've got so much talent which they don't use there, and you see what happens. They just get sold. And then bought back a couple of years later, double the money. So yeah. shout out to Trevor Chalaba because yeah. How goal. much better was the football though? When the rest let the games flow a bit more. Obviously, fans being back was a great bonus. Um, VAR sort of less interference with VAR. Yeah, like so you mentioned mentioned to me off air offsides. You you sort of behind now the thicker lines. Oh uh, yeah, we'll get onto that. Well, we're getting onto that now, are we? We can get onto it now okay. if you like. Well, yeah, well, all right, we'll start with the, the VAR offside zone. So I'm happy they've made it thicker. Oh, yeah. Because now, like, there was, I think it was Fernandez against Leeds where he looked maybe marginally offside, but that's the benefit of the doubt we want to see. We want to see goals. We want entertainment. Yeah, that, I saw we don't the want... next referee, I can't remember what it was, he said it'll probably give us at least, like, I don't know, 20 to 40 goals more this season than we yeah. disallowed last no, year. No, no, yeah. what you want, really. So, actually... I know this for a fact. Ugh. So, 19 goals were disallowed last year because of those forensic lines oh, they had. Lines and shit. Yeah. So, theoretically, we should see about 20 goals yeah. more. Just thinking of one goal at the weekend as well. You see the Tarkovsky one against Mope. Uh, I didn't. I, I did have much of the day on, though. Oh, yeah. You must have fallen asleep for that one. Well, it, it was bright and burly. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, go on. Uh, so yeah, the corner comes in, Tarkovsky's ran for it. Mope, you know, when they're, they're sort of marking him, trying to block him off. He's not even looking at the ball, Mope. Yeah. And Tarkovsky's basically just like ran into him and he just thrown to the floor, like, pushed him out of the way. Yeah. And then he scores a header. VR looked at it and still give it a goal. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, fair play. Because at the end of the day, Tarkovsky, if he doesn't do that, he's just going to be blocked off by Mope's not looking at the ball. So he's just clearly going for the player. Yeah. 
after the game, it made me laugh. Tarkovsky, he's like, if someone's there just to block you, I'm not going to let, let him just hold on to him. If he wants to fall over, that's up to him. It doesn't sound anything like that. Proper. Anymore. That's what you imagine him to sound stuff, like. Though, yeah. <laughs> he, um, yeah, that's Old the thing. If he's in the way, fucking get him out of the way. Yeah. That's your job, isn't it? Fair. I was really, really happy. Though, no, I rate that. Well. But the thing is, if they if they start giving penalties, like you've seen before, if they start giving penalties for silly little shoves in the box, yeah. it happens all the time. So there should be about a thousand penalties if they do that. So it's yeah. best not to give those free kicks or penalties in the in the box because it happens. Like there's a, a high density amount of players in a short space; they're gonna make contact, aren't they? Mm. So yeah, just let let it play. Let it Unless let it's like a punch in the fucking chest flow. or something. Yeah. yeah. About your boys, you, you lost one on the Barnsley, didn't you? We did, and yeah. I didn't I didn't think we'd uh, win either, but we did apparently batter them, and Callum O'Hare nearly died he got assaulted several times there was about seven yellow cards i'm not even exaggerating there's about eight or seven eight or seven against Forrest as well, didn't he? yeah he's the most yeah. foul player in the championship last season and now this season Greenish. that's what they say but <laughs> he can't finish at the moment but he is yeah. class he runs his socks off but yeah we lost one nil we missed a penalty in the last minute so contrast to last week scored the last minute winner in the 96th minute mm. this week Mr. Penalty in the ninety first. That's football. That, football's back. That's, that's that the is mix, football. That's the mix of emotions. Football's back. I had a, yeah, didn't have a very good weekend. No. Yeah, so unfortunately, I had to of fucking I had to work, so I couldn't go to the game, and I couldn't even fucking watch it live. But mm. I watched the first half live on my lunch break, and then um, come home, record it, turn my phone off, so I didn't find out the score or anything. Come home, watch the second half. Three minutes into the second half, Ailing scores an absolute worldie. Yeah, I'm going mental. Like poor neighbour poor neighbours all they hear is fucking get in come on <laughs> going nuts before I could blink when I three one down yeah. I'm punching the table absolutely fuming we yeah and, uh, mate not happy and then Tash come over and like oh you alright I was like no. I just need to go to the shed and just spend a bit of time on my own yeah. for a bit. <laughs> come, up, come up a few hours later, like, um, I'm still sad, but I'm coming up now. <laughs> Fucking hell. We, we, football's back. We were all creasing in the group chat because obviously we knew you'd recorded the game and like oh, yeah. we were like messaging live, like, James, just don't watch it. Mate. <laughs> just don't watch it. It's going to be also, fucking I never saw that till two hours you'll never get back off. in your life, mate. No, no. 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 Uh, just a mention for Mike Dean as well. You mentioned about players letting, uh, refs letting play go. Mike Dean got two assists against uh, Aston Villa. Two assists. Yeah, he let he let Mike Dean show. He let uh, play go on twice for uh, gave advantage for Watford and they scored from those two opportunities. So fair play. Well done, Mike Dean. Time to talk, Harry Kane. Mm. What are your thoughts on the situation, Podge? I don't know if he's gonna stay or go. Normally, should I stay or should I go? Normally, you have an opinion, and you sort of sense what's gonna happen. But I literally don't know if he's gonna stay or go. What about you? I don't know. Well, let's look at let's look, let's talk facts. Right. As Rafa Benitez says, let's talk about facts. Yeah. Uh, so he was originally expected back on the second of August. Returned to training on the seventh. So five days later than expected. Um, that's good maths that <laughs> told the club he wants to leave man city are obviously interested they've already tabled a bid of 100 million pounds um he's got three years left on a six-year deal allegedly had a gentleman's agreement with levy when he um signed that deal that if a big club came in the money was right he, he could go um see, I, I think he's come out and said he would never refuse to 
um, would never refuse to train or anything like that. I said he respects the fans. He's been at this club for a long time. He would never disrespect the fans like that. I feel like it was a bit of a, this is why I don't like ages in football. I feel like it, obviously we don't know the full facts because we're not involved in it. But looking from the outside in, it looks like he did turn up for training late and he did refuse to train because he thought it would help him get a move and probably, didn't... probably advised from his agent and his agent probably told reporters yeah. that was the case. It then looked like they backtracked because they realised actually this move might not go ahead. Greenish has just been signed for 100 mil. It might not go ahead. They then come out and sort of made a U-turn and made that statement and tried to quash what happened before. I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, I don't know the full facts, but that from the outside looking in, that's what it what it seemed to be. And Didn't the, he say he came back from holiday or something? But that's what he thought. But the club thought he was meant to come back two days early. Basically, what you said is nailed it because I think it's a load of bullshit. Yeah. If we get down to business, like... He, He's just trying to worm, like not worm, but he's just trying to maneuver the move to eventually leave to go to City. But yeah. the way I see it is like I get he's probably had this gentleman's agreement and he's thought, you know, I'm going to be professional and sign this six year deal and not be petty about putting in the contract and stuff like that. But he's obviously shot himself in the foot doing that. Um, and if you sign a six year deal, you sign a six year deal, your contract to that club, you're employed by that club. If you have a job, you, you're expected to turn up to work, otherwise you get mm. disciplined for it, don't you? But like, we, we can't just not show up to work and expect yeah. to get away with it, can you? And so can pretty much anyone any normal job, but for some reason footballers just think they're above the law. And Well, we're looking at Kane. I think uh, he realised about the mistake of not going to training. Uh, he is apparently training now, like today from today, apparently he's training. Yeah, because he was training on his own. What, didn't he have to isolate or something like that, I think? He was training on his own with, with um, yeah, not about the team. And now, now he's gone back to training with the yeah. team. But I'd be surprised if it was a gentleman's agreement. Like, if obviously it's quite serious, you'd probably have that in a contract, not a gentleman's agreement. Like, it's a big deal if a big yeah. club, club comes in and you've just done a gentleman's agreement because it's like it's just word to it's just verbal agreements. Like, they mean nothing really. Yeah, and especially in football. He's a clever so. man, though, Daniel Levy, isn't he? Yeah. So I mean, Tottenham are in the driving seat because obviously they've yeah, got three years left in his contract. He's, they've got the power. And that's that's how Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy's a businessman. He don't go fuck about old Kane fields. He he wants either good money for him or time yeah. him on the pitch, banging the goals in, doesn't he? Well, well whatever happens, Spurs need to sort it out soon because if he goes, they need to sign a replacement. If he stays, then they just need to move on with it. But there's only what like twenty? No, not even that. Like sixteen days left of the transfer window. Seventeen days left. So they'll need to find a replacement if he goes. Yeah. But the players did step up without him, didn't they? Son was fucking class. Pretty much all the team were class, to be honest. But Son was Son was ridiculous. Yeah, he Son deserve. If if Kane goes, Son deserves to be the the main man because he works so hard. He scores so many goals. He gets so many assists. He loves the club. He's such a happy person. You can tell like the team sort of bounce off him. Yeah. But I I feel bad for Kane because I like in a way I do feel like the agent like says sort of maybe got in his head a bit. He's his own person, though, isn't he? Yeah. He can make his own decisions. Yeah, we we can't really make excuses for him, but yeah, strange one. Yeah. Do you think Man City win the league without a striker? Without nah, striker? I, don't, I don't. No. It's too competitive this year. They need they need a striker. You've got Man United who have bolstered. You've got Chelsea who look, who've just come off the, the win of the Champions League and have signed Lukaku. Liverpool... You know, they're back got a lot of players got back, back there, strong yeah. with the, their defence. Salah was looking in form as usual. So it's a really competitive season. And if City don't have a striker, then 
they're, they're not going to win the they're not going to win the league. Yep, I'll probably agree with you there. Being inclined to agree with you, definitely. Um, do you think Kane's going to go to City though? Do you think it's going to happen? See, this is what I, I I'm not sure. Do City have the funds to do that? Like financial fair play oh, as well. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. They'll just ship a couple of players out, wouldn't they? They've got enough talent. Look at that, the size of their squad. They could just if, get rid of all right, couple, couldn't This they? is hypothetical, obviously, but there's been rumours that City would swap some players. So if City were like, we'll give you Sterling and Bernardo Silva and Sterling, 100, Sterling and, and 60 mil, but say if they said Sterling, Bernardo Silva, 60 mil for Kane, would you take that as Tottenham? 60 mil. As well as Bernardo Silva and Sterling? Potentially, but they need a more of an out and out striker, though. Spurs to replace Kane, don't they? But with that, six, got a few with that sixty mil, they could. Mm, yeah, potentially, potentially, but I don't know. I imagine, I, I, I imagine I, City yeah. need to sell players because they've just got Kane, uh, Grealish, and he's going to be on massive wages, a yeah. hundred mil. They'll need to balance the book somehow. They they would probably need to clear a few. I don't know. I don't know if I can see it happening or not. Really, uh, I think it'd be difficult with Kane now coming back. I mean, if he starts banging the goals in again, I'm sure Spurs fans will love him. Love him again. Uh, I think he's been included in their Europa League squad as well. 25 man Europa League squad, but whether he's going to play for him or not is yeah. another is another thing. But you know what? Oh shit! Breaking news there. Tammy Abraham. 34 million pound move to Roma from Chelsea. Fair play. I like Interesting. that. Interesting. I like seeing the pl- players go abroad. Premier League side. Well, Arsenal like, were uh, Arsenal were interested, I think. Yeah, Arsenal probably really liked him, most players. Though. He probably ran for the hit. They, he, Arsenal probably put in a bid, and he was like, "Fuck that! I'll go to Roma then." If that's if that's who want me Don't in England. Don't blame him there. Don't blame yeah. him there. And then look, Derby. Fucking Derby got Phil Jagielka and Bowler. It's all going on here. It's oh wow! Wow. Well. <laughs> right. Anyway, next we'll be talking about fans being back in stadiums and some of the places we've been to where the atmosphere has been fucking awful. Gash. Fans being back, what a difference. How much of an effect do you think fans have on teams? Mm, massive. It's clear to see the the intensity each game. The uh, starting uh, Premier League opening games, you've seen there's no draws. They've all tried to go for it. Lots of goals. Um, Brentford fans, like I've already mentioned them, they made a huge difference against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It, it's... Uh, it's the typical cliche of the twelfth uh, man, and it really I think, is. Yeah. I think people underestimate how much of an effect fans have. And it's not just players; it's like managers. They they will act differently now. Like yeah. uh, the staff, like referees as well. They'll get influenced. Like it's a big. It, it affects so much. It's not just players, is it? Exactly. Exactly. Players won't get away with hiding now. They'll be they'll be called out. Yep. Anyway, so. We put together a few of our, our sort of best and worst atmospheres of, of games we've been to. We start with worst or best? Can you do worst first? Probably best. Let's go. Yeah, let's go worst then. Right. Craven Cottage, I've gone for is one of them. Oh yeah. Fucking, I've been I've been there quite a few times. Absolutely I went there as cl- well. class Did away. You? Yeah, you 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 came. We'll take you for a nice Leeds away game to yeah. see what real fans are like. Leeds fan is like a library. Hey. Away <laughs> end was was uh, buzzing. A library. No jokes. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I've been fair. to Craven College a few times. One of my favourite away days, to be fair. It's always, always quite a nice, quite a nice area, quite a nice place. Right by the few, river. A few pubs down by the river. Yeah, quite. Yeah, not always a nice place. Get a few drinks beforehand. Always get get. Well, used to always get quite a large away allocation. Mm. So I think we've had times where there's been like six, seven thousand away fans because you've got like 
that neutral bit next to it as well. So yeah, always, always enjoyed it. But the home fans are fucking dreadful. They there sometimes they can clap us and whatnot. They're, yeah, they just sit there. You barely ever hear them. Times I've been the home end's been full of quite a few Leeds fans as well. And yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you hear them like once a game if they score, and that's pretty mm. much it. So yeah, definitely that that would be up there for one of my one of the worst atmospheres. Yep. Uh, if I, I've been to a couple of like lower league, not lower league, but like championship league one, league two, so I'd probably say Millwall, quiet, really? c- come at me. Uh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have to say Stevenage. I'd have to say Gillingham. Uh, Gillingham's just like it's a weird ground because like it, it is quite compact, but then you've got that shit. Got that away end yeah and yeah. that's where all the atmosphere drifts away like it's, it's just it's a weird it's a weird ground i like it but at the same time there's no atmosphere i'm sorry um yeah that's just a name of co- like red redden redden is fucking dreadful yeah dreadful shame on you red fans <laughs> i think probably one of the worst games of football i've seen well definitely up there anyway was i think it's nil nil against redden where mm. the Majeski, oh my fucking god, it was painful to watch. I was yeah. absolutely hanging from the night out before, as well, mm-hmm. the day before. I was trying not to chunder on the way up, yeah. and, um, get there, and it was horrendous. I think it was, I think it was this game, they unveiled their new owners, like new Asian owners, and they're doing a speech before the game. And like, you just couldn't hear them. Leeds fans just like, just singing all the way through. You in, yeah, like, I don't know, it was just a shocking game, absolutely shocking game. But I've had a couple of good ones at the Majeski as well. They, they, the worst thing was the last game I went to there, well, I think we won one near and Harrison scored late on. That was fucking class. But the annoying thing is they cut the away the away allocation down by like half mm. because they've got like their club, whatever they call it, like the singing section behind the goal. Yeah. And there is like half full of their singing fans, or yeah. whatever they call them. And the stadium was half empty, and you think they've cut the away location in half just to get like two hundred fans in there when they could have sold out like four thousand. Idiots, yeah. fucking idiots. Um, another one would probably be um, when we went to England Malta. That was probably one of the worst. Oh, that was horrendous. Uh, Wembley, yeah, Wembley's not the best for qualifiers and, and friendlies. Well, that, so, um, yeah, that's that's that one of um, that was one of I think it might have even been Gareth Southgate's first game. Nah, it was very close to. Because I, I watched wasn't it, this... after the, it was after the Euros, wasn't it? It might have been actually, yeah. Yeah, I think been. I'm pretty sure it was like one of his first. Euros, wasn't it? I think he he managed an away game against some random team, and then he it was the uh, oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was the right, first could, home game. Right. But yeah, it was t- you, shit yeah, atmosphere though. The stadium, yeah, <laughs> headlocks <laughs> me, and me, that. Me and Pods were like sort of I don't know, like play fighting if you like. And it's but like, serious play then, fire. Then it got a little bit more heated, and then uh, it was like uh, Jay and Simon off the in between us, wasn't it? So like, getting into yeah, headlocks and that. It was literally that. It got a bit more serious. It was we had a few beers, and uh, everyone's looking at us. Like, what the fuck are they yeah. doing? Yeah, it's not like we're in the middle of a park. Like there's fucking thousands of fans yeah. all around us. Good times, good times. And one other one I'll say is uh, Yeovil away as well. Uh, this is in 2014. I went, and first half it was. Obviously, they've got an open stand like like Gillingham. It's just like a, it's terracing stood up, which is great. But mm. a fucking hailstorm when I was there, you just getting absolutely pelted yeah. by it. And anyway, it was horrendous. We went, we went one nil down as well, and I was like, fucking hell, like, this this is horrendous. Yeah, uh, it was. You know when all that all that flooding was happening, it was really bad then. Yeah, and Yeovil got it quite badly as well. And they, all the Leeds fans were seeing what's it like to swim to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, dear. that's quite funny. You know, what? it was like the windiest day you've ever seen as well. Yeah, you've probably seen that Stephen Warnock scored. Yeah, from, yeah, um, I've seen like that halfway line. Mm-hmm. 
because our wind just fucking just kept it. going, like, yeah, going, going. yeah uh yeah but i don't know it, it wasn't a great atmosphere probably because the weather was shit and everyone yeah. was getting battered gravity didn't exist with that goal yeah but yeah good second half some come out of second half and then one off scored so hey. won the game they missed the penalty as well so happy days happy yeah days. Right, have you got any other worst ones or should we go on to best? Let's go on to best because it's, it's depressing the worst ones. Yeah. To be fair, most of my best, yeah, will be either like at Ellen Road or uh, thing in games. I've got I've got a few like uh, lower league teams which like actually surprised me a bit. Some of them yeah. are really good. Yeah. So I've got Lincoln, really, really, really good atmosphere. That was a League Two game against Cov. Yeah, yeah. Like Cov fans were amazing. Lincoln fans were amazing. It was like back and forth chanting. It was great. Um, Notts County in the playoff finals, you obviously expect good atmosphere, yeah, but that yeah. was like electric from all fans. Like, I think Cov took four and a half thousand and there was about... The whole fan base went to the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a really electric atmosphere. Um, I've been to like, uh, I had a couple more. Like Portsmouth, that was packed out, Portsmouth. And it was such an immense game as well. Like, I've, I think I've told you, I went with Danny and we were f- we went 1-0 up and then eventually it was 3-1 down. We had a man sent off. No, we had two men sent off. I don't know the order. I'm not going to go for it to, into it too much. But basically we were down to uh, nine men and it was 3-2 uh, to Portsmouth and then we equalised, erupted in the way end. But it was just like, like, it was just beautiful to see a packed Portsmouth end. They were all singing during the game. And you could tell the neg- negativity from Kenny Jackett's sub- substitutions was sort of getting to the players and fans, yeah, and we yeah. were thriving off it a bit. And then, and then, yeah, that's that's good atmosphere. Uh, also, uh, there was a London like QPR, QPR. We're in London, eh? Nah, QPR. They again, Cov went one off, and then we got fresh three one. But that was when they had like Adel Tarat, yeah. and that was a good good atmosphere that was the season they were getting promoted and finally i'll just mention southampton probably didn't expect me to say that no, although shit, it was a bit of an occasion though because it was the last game of the season coventry had already been relegated southampton had already been promoted oh yeah i remember that we lost 4-0 it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere but still a good atmosphere not for cov fans really but we didn't really care yeah i'd say one of my one of my best ones was um I think it was 2016. Uh, Scotland away for England mm. at Hamden Park. That was fucking unbelievable. Remember going there? I probably told you before. We got a bit. Uh, got to, got to the station and we we're like, oh, which way is like, the train leaving for the England game? Sort of what was going to uh, Hamden Park. And he's like, oh yeah, just, just flew there, pal. Just flew there. Well, we didn't realise there were separate trains for England fans and Scotland fans. Oh, right. Of course, the fucking wankers shown us that way no more england fans and stitch us up so we've got a train full of scottish people yeah um and yeah you see the train pull up off the on the opposite side and it's full of all the england fans now like fucking swearing at each other trying to get at each other and we're just on this train like, oh fuck you. yeah keep quiet boys keep quiet christ um i mentioned got that but yeah the atmosphere was incredible as well now do you remember lee griffith scored two free kicks didn't he yeah so he went two one down and then yeah their fans their fans were really good scotland it was fucking buzzing yeah, I but... know for a normal qualifier, similar to Wembley, it'd be shit atmosphere in Hamden Park, but that game was class. And then Kane scored late on to equalise, and yeah. we ruined their chances of qualifying. So I remember that. It ended well. Lovely. I, I will just mention as well, maybe um, I went to... I've been to Bulgaria. That was a good atmosphere. Sofia, uh, England uh, versus Bulgaria. And then I uh, went my uncle there. And then also... Um, 
I went to like Holland in that Ajax arena to see England. Amsterdam arena. That's it. I think it finished nil nil, but that was a good atmosphere as well. Yeah. Okay. Other one um, didn't end well this one, but Leeds Derby in the playoff game semi final twenty nineteen. That was a, a good atmosphere. Uh, yeah, really good atmosphere. Shame what happened, but we won't go into that. No, that was that. That's why I love the playoffs, though, and that's why the atmospheres are the best. Because even if you're like two, three nil down, yeah, you still can't. You're still over going one nil up. I was like, it's our fucking time. Yeah. And now we're obviously on like three one down, I think, and then scored again. Well, here we go. Yeah. Oh no, two one down. I think then we scored again, and then we yeah, lost four two. So fuck. I saw some shit. like Leeds uh, fans already booked their Wembley hotels, like yeah, during yeah, the yeah. Uh, <laughs> during the legs. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Um, and obviously England Denmark for the semi final of the Euros. That was oh, yeah. class atmosphere. I think probably obviously I, I put the final down as one as well. I, I think the semi final is probably a bit better. Mm. Just trying to remember. It's I, more pure probably. I was proper pissed for both of them, so it's hard to try and call it. It's, yeah, it's difficult. Very hard. Um, yeah, the atmosphere of the semi final was. I think what happened with the final put a bit of a down on it. What happened outside the ground and stuff like that, and people sneaking in. But semi final was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, various games at Ellen Road, I can mention as well. Um, I've been to over the years. Another one I think you come to. Yeah, one, I was going to say. That, uh, was that against Villa, wasn't it? That it was one? against Villa. That was a good atmosphere. That was, that. I was going to mention uh, that, but I knew you had Leeds covered in this. So yeah. that was a good one. I think that's what Leeds, I remember. Just a it, shout it, out. A lot of the evening games, I think, Ellen Road have been class. Over the, the Villa fans were shocking in that game as well. Yeah, they were quite loud before the, before the game kicked off. And the yeah. went quiet. So. I, don't, I fucking hate that song. They sing like, yippee you yeah. shut the yippee-yay, fuck yippee-yay, up. Yippee-yay, it's horrible. Anyway, next we'll go on to a villain and hero of the week. All right, villain of the week and hero of the week. Yep. Let's go. Do you want to do... I'll start with villain first, yeah. All right. We'll start with the uh, scum fan who dropped a Turkish flag on the Leeds fans at the game. Uh, Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of history between... Leeds with Turkey, obviously the fans unfortunately losing their lives in Istanbul mm. um, and certain fans like to try and wind us up yeah. by unveiling Turkish flags. No place for that in the game. I'll just say as well, I know Leeds fans retaliated by singing about the Munich air disaster, which I don't condone. I, think, I, I love the rivalry between Leeds and Man United. It's like a proper rivalry, really. The fans proper hate each other, but you draw the line when people it's people dying it's people's family members and stuff like that yeah it's not fair on them really for this stuff to get brought up um definitely not so that'll be a nomination for me um yeah all right um right i'll go with one of my heroes then so uh it was the young brentford fan woody o'rourke and thomas frank uh as you might have seen on sky the brentford game yeah lovely moment celebrated the uh the win over arsenal with uh woody uh, who has Down syndrome. So that was a lovely picture to see them to celebrate. You don't really see managers make time for fans that much. And it was nice for Thomas Frank to do it. Yeah, and a lot of the players come over to him as well, which is, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and he also sent him a, a message, a video message. So that was nice after the game. Right, my next villain. I know it's like I've got a bit of an agenda here. But it's the man you found that had bought half and half scarf yeah. for these man. You... I think everyone, no, everyone can agree with that. <laughs> that fucking horrendous. Who does that? Especially who at, does that? especially at one of those yeah. types of games. It's just like, shame on you. Whoever fucking sold. Like, them, ima- imagine like the Merseyside derby and someone's got a half and half scarf. Like, what do you mean? It's probably more likely to happen there because they're Liverpool and Everton. Like, oh, 
Oh, all right. Friends. Yeah, but that's not a proper. It's the rivalry. same. It's Leeds the same. Man United a proper rivalry. There's no fucking holding hands. It's all. That's uh, just modern day football, though, isn't it? It's all yeah. Proper, I hope you got proper hatred. That, I hope you got verbal should... abuse, oh, not sure. actual abuse, but just verbal. <laughs> just verbal. Yeah. All right. Next. Next hero. Uh, my next hero, um, is uh, I'll go Brentford again. It's because um, it's the fans. So when Saka come on. They they all clapped to him and I thought that was a nice that was a nice touch because remember he's only fucking he's nineteen years old he's had the summer of a lifetime subject to a lot of racial abuse. You wouldn't fucking get that Ellen Road, mate. I know I know I appreciate had racial abuse and I, obviously he deserves support for that. That's, that's completely out of order. But clapping an opposition player when they're coming on, I just think it's a nice. Get that Ellen Road. I just think it's a nice touch. I would have done it. I would have done it if it, he was coming on his opposing player and he'd had the summer he'd had. I would have done it. I appreciate the support for him. Obviously, he's been for a lot, but but it was. I, not, I don't agree with come clap, on. clapping an opposition it's, player. It's again. a nice, like, it's a nice scene seeing the whole stadium like clapping. It's even standing up, everyone standing up clapping him. Come on, no, not for me, not for me. All right, let's move on then. But that's that's my second hero of the week. Don't worry, I'll be cl- I'll be clapping him silly when he's got an England shirt on, but when he's playing against your club, no, not for me. That's not fair. Me. All right. Um, right, next one will be. Basically, all owners and chairmen and clubs that have been charging more than 30 quid for a ticket. And that includes my club as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like ticket prices have gone silly. I know they've got this away fan um, policy where, you, in the Premier League anyway, where you can't charge more than 30 quid. When you're charging your home fans more in the same stand, it's like that's weird. taking the piss. Yeah. Um, so away fans will get charged less. So, in my mind, tickets should be no more than 20 quid a game. But anything above 30 is just taking the piss. And a lot mm. of championship clubs, I don't think there's really any restrictions on the championship um, from championship clubs. So, and, and, and lower down, anyone charging more than 30, yeah, just fucking have all that, Check. especially after the pandemic. Or I get clubs are struggling financially, yeah, but so are the fans more than ever. Just, just fucking, they need that release and that enjoyment. Don't rip them off and take the piss and abuse their loyalty. It's just not on, yeah. We, I, I spoke about it a bit last week with the championship teams. I think there's like about eight or nine teams that are about 30, 30 quid or over, and that's mm. that's not acceptable. Like maybe 20 to 25, even 28, like if you're pushing some sort of decent games, but like 30, uh, 30 plus, yeah. if you're expected to pay that like four or five times a month, if you're going to go to like all the games, assuming you do. That's yeah, a lot of money. Plus all the traveling costs Travel, all of that. Food, no, it's just unsustainable, isn't it, really? Fucking joke. All right. Uh, my final hero, this is quite a sad one. So um, it was a Cov fan that actually had a heart attack during the game against Nottingham Forest last Sunday. And he recently passed away yesterday. And I know it was quite a traumatic experience because I, I think, like, his kids were there as well, which added to, like, just not a nice sort of situation but yes yeah, it's, it's just a shout out to to him to, to say rest in peace basically and um yeah condolences to the family and that yeah also well so, yeah. well very sad that very sad you got any more villains no that is it from me uh i'm gonna give villain of the week this week to the man you found with the turkey flag fuck you you piece of shit <laughs> fuck you well and that ends another episode hope you enjoyed Keep thinking of those forfeits for hopefully Podge at the end of the season when I'll score more goals than him. Um, we got can, big, can be anything. We'll pick out one. It's a the season. big game tomorrow, isn't it? So 
we'll let you know how that goes against Crystal Phallus. Crystal Phallus, yeah. So huge game, like a six pointer that with three points behind it. Yeah, so. we need a few goals there. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>